0: You're listening to the Girls on the Grid podcast with Taneya and Priya.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to our fourth episode of Girls on the Grid. I'm Priya and I'm joined by my co-host Tanea.
0: Who is currently struggling with a ridiculous cough.
1: Yeah, she's on mute because I told him her her coughing is annoying me. So thanks for I apologize. that. I apologise. But Tanea, we're up to our fourth episode now. We're a month in. How does it feel?
0: It's a, little, it's a little bizarre still, still a bit surreal that we have a podcast, I'm not going to lie. It is, the reception so far has been insane, like I've had conversations with some pretty notable people in the motorsport industry and everyone's like asked how it is, they've, they've reached out to me and asked how it's going or you should talk to this person or you should talk to this person or I'd love to hear this person's story. Um, from people that I didn't expect. It's really exciting and, yeah, honestly, we're just getting started.
1: I think it's great. We've had good feedback so far. I think we're hitting all the right markers with it for sure. Me personally, I'm starting to feel more comfortable talking on a camera. My dad listens to the episodes. He's my he's our biggest fan at the moment and he likes to pick apart my talking. He's obviously got a lot of just general interview experience i suppose
0: imagine if he heard the unedited version oh
1: my god his biggest thing he said to me was you say like too much you need to stop saying like and he says i need to stop saying that just in normal life but yeah so i usually get um I usually get slandered after an episode by him, but it's all, it's all constructive. It's, it's all very constructive. So thanks dad.
0: You don't realize how much you say like until you listen to yourself
1: Oh God. on a
0: recording. Priya says like 10X as much as I do, but even I notice how many times I say like and I'm like, Tanea,
1: stop it. Oh, it's just bad. But yeah, we're working on it. Um, I'm also working on getting some better internet. Uh, so my audio stops letting me down and I lose half the track. But other than that, it's been really fun and I'm really loving it so far, loving the reception and I'm really enjoying who we're talking to.
0: So P-Dog or Spriggs or or Richwana, if you will, <laughs> one of your many, many nicknames. How did Spriggs come about? I think it was just a typo. It
1: was a typo. A
0: typo in a group chat. Spriggs has come about and I like it. I call you Spriggs like on the daily because like it's such a cool nickname. But P-Dog, it's been a big week. It's been a big week since we sat down and had a little bit of a
1: chat. What's new in your world? Um, we're just organising some future plans just for the year um, and what I'm doing. Getting all your sponsors on board so you can go racing. That's it. This week has been big just in my family in general. Um, my brother is putting together his Formula Ford stuff for the weekend or for the year, but we've got the first round this weekend and then we're straight to Sydney uh, for next week. So he'll be racing in the 86 there and I'll be working. And yeah, it's going to be busy. It's going to be flat out.
0: I feel like that's what my life is at the moment. Um, I actually had a conversation with a client and who, who I don't know very well. And he asked me, he goes, do you ever have downtime? And I was like, well, it's really hard when you enjoy what you do and you just want to do it all the time because you enjoy it so I was like not really but I over the last couple of years have had to make the conscious effort to force myself to stop to take a Sunday if we're not at a track or to take a Tuesday if we've just been at a track and just kind of nope out like normal I don't, and I say normal lightly but like every day nine to five people would do after 5 p.m. so that's been a challenging task but that's something I'm trying to work on But back to podcast land, this week's guest got us out of bed a little bit earlier than usual. And by early, it really wasn't that early, but, you know, it was early for me and Priya. And that was because we had to chat to someone on a very different time zone to us here in Australia. So for this week, we are speaking to the one and only Caitlin Wood, who is an Australian racing car driver currently based in the UK. Caitlin is a Puma ambassador. She's raced in the last few seasons of W Series. She was a reserve driver last year. And this year she turns her plans to a little bit more endurance side of things. So it was great to have a chat with her. We really enjoyed it. Priya and I throughout the whole chat were like, this chick is so cool. How can we be cooler to be as cool as Caitlin Wood." But we had a really good chat with her. And honestly, if you don't know Caitlin's story, if you don't know anything about her, I think you guys will fall in love with her just the same way that me and Priya both did throughout this chat. So let's uh, let's roll that chat now and hope you guys enjoy.
1: Awesome to have our very own Aussie, Caitlin Wood on Girls on the Grid, all the way from England at the moment, uh, which is our first overseas chat. So Caitlin, how is everything going over in England? Is it nice and cold for you? <laughs>
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely not very nice at the minute. I think at the moment it's like three degrees, um, with a top of around nine in the day tomorrow. So yeah, definitely uh, not in those double digits yet.
1: <laughs> For those who don't know, we're gonna we're gonna go back. So give us some background into your childhood and and how you got inspired to race.
2: Okay, yeah. So I've been racing quite a while now. I guess I started when I was seven years old um, in go karts and it all just started I guess because my brother used to race and there's a bit of an age gap between us so I think there's around 12 years um so by the time I was actually born he was already karting and I just grew up around it grew up with all his mates and thought it was normal which I guess hopefully one day it will be but um yeah and then as soon as I was seven um on my seventh birthday I've been wanting a go-kart for obviously years and yeah Dad got me one and we went out to our local track at Newcastle Kart Club and I didn't make it past the first corner and I was in the gravel trap. So Dad had lots of running around to do, bless him, but I loved it and I guess that's just how it started and we obviously did loads of karting um, and it was just a family hobby for many years and I guess once I became a teenager and I sort of knew, you just know, don't you, I was like, actually, I really like this, this is what I want to do and so we've just tried to pursue that as, as much as I, I physically can. While you were based in Australia, you did some Formula Ford, you did
0: some Formula Four.
2: Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I loved Formula Ford. I think if I could race anything again, you know, obviously I'd race anything. But Formula Ford has a really special place in my heart. So um, the only reason I really got into it is because, again, my brother did Formula Ford quite a few years before me. Uh, and he had a crash, and he never put the car back together, and I was in the shed <laughs> for ages, so then, yeah, I sort of came along, I was like 15, and I'm like, Dad, so when, when do I get to have a go, and he's like, well, I think he was very shocked, he's like, shit, not again, but um, <laughs> he's like, okay, well, if you can put it back together with me, then I'll let you drive it, and I was like, okay, yeah, fair enough, fair deal, so those Christmas holidays, I just spent that, building our Formula Ford with with dad and then we took it we took it racing and so my first year I guess in Formula Ford was just us three together doing our thing and I you know have really fond memories of that and it was just really a learning year I was you know 15 just getting into race cars and it was so important and then I jumped into a team with Synergy Motorsport with their Spectrum and I did like one and a half years of national championship with them you know, the second year, we just didn't really have the budget to continue on. Um, and I guess that was probably when I was the most competitive at that point. Um, so, yeah, we did some good good competitive results. But, um, yeah, it's all budget. That's all motorsport is. And then I was lucky enough to get a sponsored drive in Australian Formula 4, which was also really, really cool. Um, I was backed by Jayco. And, unfortunately, I'm still the only woman in Oz to have done that championship. So how many years ago was that? 2015. Um, Yeah, so that was also a really interesting opportunity. I got to sort of meet some really, really integral people within my career. Um, You know, I became friends with a few of the drivers that are still knocking around, like Tom Randall became teammates, things like that. But yeah, it was a really cool, cool step up for me, I guess. Wings and slicks experience was really important. So I got to make that step for a couple rounds. So that was all of my... Aussie background aside from the Bathurst 12 hours I've been lucky enough to come back and do. At what point did you start to consider going overseas? The fact that you were
0: the only woman or female in F4 and then did you at what point did you start to consider that maybe overseas is where you go to really start to make some leaps and bounds in your racing career?
2: Honestly, like that January in February of 2016, it was such a, it was such like a last minute thing. I was like, what do I do? (laughs) Yeah, essentially it was opportunity. I was at that stage in my career where we wanted to progress, but the progression in Oz was going from, you know, Formula Ford, which in my opinion is, I guess, a realistic motorsport budget, to then Carrera Cup or Super 2. And those budgets are just like, a massive leap in comparison, um, or F3. So, um, yeah, an opportunity became available through writer engineering in European GT4 and it was a subsidized drive just because it was a new championship. Um, so we just went into 2016 with the attitude of being like, look, Caitlin, not many Aussies, let alone female Aussies get to go race in Europe. Like, Go and do it. Enjoy yourself. If you win, then you get a fully funded drive the year after, and that's amazing. And if you don't, then you've had a great year in Europe. You've raced at Spa. You've raced at Monza, and you can come home and go to uni. <laughs> and that was sort of like our deal that we had. So I was like, okay, Dad. Yeah. All right. Cool. So um, yeah, I went and I just went to Germany by myself, and I just moved. Well, I didn't move in anywhere. I was just sleeping on like couches and hotels for a couple of weeks, and then. Luckily I met Naomi and she let me stay in her apartment and I sort of worked for the race team writer engineering and then raced for them and whole relationship developed and then I won that championship so I was like okay I'm here for another year and then that then spiraled into 2017 which put me into GT3 with them um, in a Lamborghini um, which was a really great opportunity uh, something that there was progression um, and that's sort of how I got into Europe but yeah before then I didn't think it was possible and now I'm like okay this is so possible
1: (laughs) so a lot of our listeners they may not know a whole lot about the W series Um, it's still relatively new and kind of coming to the light so can you tell us what the series is all about
2: yeah well the W series came about the end of 2018 beginning of 2019 uh, and you know they're just all about trying to get more females and more women into motorsport whether that be at a driving level engineering level mechanics you know media everything uh so yeah that opportunity became available so we were sort of again at that crossroads in my career where nothing was sort of lined up and went for that opportunity and we did well out of it so that was really great but the w series has been really cool i wouldn't have been able to drive an f3 car probably and race it without that opportunity So, you know, I'm very grateful for that. Um, I have a really great relationship with Puma um, because of the relationship with W Series um, and a lot of different opportunities. At the end of last year, we went to New York City and my face was on the side of a bus in New York City alongside Puma. So that was just freaking cool. But, you know, aside from that, you know, they are giving opportunities to girls and women in motorsport to get into race cars and go racing. Um, you know it is predominantly new. We've seen it progress really quickly coming on the F1 calendar. So racing alongside Formula One last year was obviously a really cool environment. I think because of COVID they couldn't we couldn't maximize on that so much. We were definitely we were definitely in the back paddock and we had to stay in our bubbles. so that was very interesting. But uh, yeah, it's it's been a it's been a good experience.
0: Let's wind the clock back a little bit to the initial draft or the selection process, if you will, for W Series. We followed it quite closely because we had two friends, Charlotte and Chelsea, who went over there. So we followed it closely and, and watched, kind of, obviously through like behind the scenes on social media, what that process was was like. You went through like fitness, you went through media, you did all these different aspects. What was there like pressure? Like like how did that tell us a little bit about how that whole thing kinda went down. It seemed like it was cool watching from Instagram stories and seeing what happened, but like to hear it from your perspective
2: yeah, it was very interesting. I guess for us, like Charlotte and Chelsea and myself, we hadn't really had much experience in those conditions we were thrown in. So we were driving in Melk, which is in Austria, pretty much in wintertime. So it was snowing, it was ice. Uh, yeah, it was pretty insane. So it was, it was really cool. Not something
0: we ever get in Australia, for those who don't know.
2: Yeah, exactly. So those sorts of conditions even though I'd obviously been in Europe for a year or more, were completely, well, actually a few years now, but were just completely new. You don't really get that. <laughs> um, so really interesting, yeah, and it was a very thorough process. I guess that's probably the best way to explain it. There were loads of different activities. Obviously, we went through fitness testing, media testing, but a lot of it was based uh, you know, on, on your driving capabilities and you went through car control testing, um, slaloms, timed laps in different cars so we we're in fiestas and then Porsches um, and then on the last day we did like a race of champions and I just remember that being so much fun <laughs> yeah like so you know obviously we all know what race of champions is you, you start at a start line and you take off and then one car sort of goes in one direction and the other goes in another direction but they all meet up like you you cross and meet up at the end um so that was really really fun and yeah I just sort of made it through the knockout system really well but I think the whole uh throughout the whole week um I think it was 70 of us 70 women from around the world uh that were all obviously racing drivers in different uh formulas and categories from around the world so that to me, was just pretty cool. I got to meet so many different girls um, with the same passion, and that doesn't happen very often. You know, obviously, I've been growing up around motorsport, so you know, just, I'm not old. I'm only twenty five, but you know, that was when I was, you know, karting. It was still a good like twelve or so years ago, and the difference between then and now is is massive as to how much female participation we have now. So. I really enjoyed that side of it. And yeah, there was obviously pressure, you know, there's an F3 seat at the end of it. So you wanted to do well um, and you just wanted to do your best performance. And I think, you know, obviously did a decent job cause I got drafted into 2019 and yeah, here we are.
1: <laughs> That's obviously a really awesome experience to meet all those women who have the same passion as you. And while the competition is awesome and we have what's regarded as the best females, Competing in this open wheel class, it has received some criticism for being an only female series. So, what's your opinion on those people who have not been accepting of the concept? I knew this question was coming.
2: I. It's tricky, isn't it? Look, I think it wasn't perceived very well in Australian media. I'll say that. I definitely think it took a while for Aussies to understand. Um, but it's not just Aussies, I think the world as well, you know, when it first came out, I was like, Pfft, as if, whatever, who's going to fund that, you know what I mean? And then it was only my dad that was just like, Caitlin, what have you got to lose? Just, you know, go see what it's like. And so because of him, you know, I was like, okay, yeah, why not? All right, fair enough. And so a lot of us had that same opinion because you go into motorsport and you realize you know, it looks all glamorous and then you soon realize it's not a glamorous sport. There's so much work, there's so much effort, so much dedication and so much money involved. You're like, how can a project like this be real? So then, you know, over time, it obviously was real and there were investors and it was happening. So, yeah, it was all, I guess, a bit of a really quick process and pretty unbelievable that it had sort of got off the ground and got running. Yeah, I... I appreciate everyone's comments. I'm not going to disregard that. I I see where a lot of people are coming from as in, you know, you're competing against women. But it is all about opportunity. And without that, then would have these 20 girls or however many we have now gone through the W series got to experience Formula 3 and carry that on to different categories? No, probably not. So, you know, you have to look at all the different ways uh, that they're trying to contribute to the amount of numbers of female participation in motorsport as drivers at pinnacle levels you know the the statistics of a woman competing in fiaf3 for example in europe is so low in comparison to obviously male counterparts but that obviously comes down to statistics yes there's money involved yes there's all of that but men just have this the same issue as we do trying to raise budget But it's just statistics, it's how many of us start at the beginning and then sort of follow that process upwards. So, yeah, I think it's all about opportunity and it was a massive opportunity for a lot of us and it was a bit of a why not moment. I obviously, you know, I work in the industry, I work with men all the time, I work with male racing drivers, I know their opinions, I get their opinions and uh, at the end of the day... If they were in that position, they would have taken the drive as well. So catch is a bad rep. I get it. I get told all the time, uh, you know, it is what it is. Like, you want to go racing. And if those girls that didn't get through got given that opportunity again, I bet you tenfold they would have gone for it again. Yeah, I think any championship has its issues. Don't get me wrong. Any championship that starts from scratch, there's always going to be teething issues. Uh, And I think they're sort of learning. But it is extremely expensive, and I wish them the best of luck with the project and you know realistically they just need more backers that are interested in, in females in motorsport like and not just in motorsport but females in sport you, you look at we can go on for ages I've looked at the statistics but like you know you look at the money that is given to men in sport in comparison to women in sport and it's how is a woman's sport supposed to thrive in that industry when there's such drastic differences. That's what it's about. It's about opportunity and just trying to take it with open arms and see what can come out of it. I respect what they've done um, in motorsport. I think uh, they've done some really good things. Um, And yeah, I just want to go
0: racing. So from my perspective, I think we just need to take W Series for what it is, an incredible opportunity for women. there is criticism and all that sort of stuff and people can say what they want. But at the end of the day, it it started with the right intention to get more women in high quality race cars on a big stage with F1. And that's what it achieved. And it's still really young. It's a young category. So in 2021, you got to do a few rounds. It was awesome to see you race with Puma Motorsport and get some really good results. How was last season for you? Give us a bit of a rundown.
2: Yeah, really good. Well, not really good, I was a reserve. You know what I mean? Like, here's what it is. 2019 was rough. It uh, wasn't a great season. It was very up and down. A lot of things happened that were out of my control. And then I just missed out on the re-qualification by one point. So that sort of put me in like the danger zone for then COVID hit. So then we didn't race in 2020. So then 2021 came along and yeah, I was able to get myself a, a spot on the Puma team as a reserve driver. So I jumped in for three races. Uh, one at Hungary, one at Spa, and at COTA in America. So, yeah, obviously that was really, really fun. Spa was amazing. Uh, yeah, we qualified on second row of the grid. So, considering it was the fifth round of the season, sort of jump in and do well was a bit of a, hey, I'm still here moment. Um, you know, I can drive. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and then we finished in the top five in that really wet race, if you guys remember. The F1 ended up having to cancel, um, but we still raced on the on the Saturday. It got delayed and delayed and delayed. I think we ended up racing like two hours later than what we were supposed to. And I remember going out uh, behind the safety car for the start. Obviously, we didn't do a standing start because it was too wet. And we did a couple laps behind the, the safety car to begin with, and I'm like, bloody hell, how, the, how are we going to start this race? Like, I couldn't even see Alice's rain light in front of me, and we were just in you know normal (laughs) normal safety car procedure but obviously it was definitely getting better the more laps we did and you know we we started and everything was really safe so that was yeah really great weekend and then we finished it off at Coda um obviously new circuit I've never raced in America before uh so that was a really cool experience I really loved the atmosphere at Texas that was insane um the amount of people that were there as well for the F1 was pretty cool we didn't have the greatest qualifying. We had a few issues, so I had to start at the back of the grid and then make my way through. So we finished in the points at the end of the weekend, which was, I think, a good salvage, considering where we started. Um, and, yeah, that was sort of my 2021 W Series season. So, yeah, we only got a few goes at it, but obviously thankful for the for the opportunities that I did get and the races I did get to race. I think Spa will always be pretty special to me. Um, and, yeah. But I'm going to turn the question around and ask you, what's your opinion on the W Series then? Seeing as, uh, you're going to put me on the spot.
1: Oh, all right. Oh, well. nice. No, I love it. I think it's great. And I think it's good. And even though there's people there that obviously, they feel differently about having just the women, like the no men thing. Well, like, that's that's the sport we're in. It's male dominated. Give the girls a go. And it's, and it, like Tanea said before, it's done what it's meant to do. It's given girls that opportunity and especially the the investors that have gone into it and everything it shows that this is something that the people want as well so it's great I love it I guess we just have to look at it from where would we be if it never happened
0: we'd be in a worse spot women in motorsport like think about how many women on the grid now or who even got to go to the selection process initially think about what like if it had never happened or if it was to stop, all those women would still be in the same spot fighting to just get their name noticed or heard or or even just an opportunity to pay a lot of money to be able to race a car. Like you don't even, it's like motorsport isn't even, if you do well enough, you get to drive. It's if you do well enough, you get the opportunity to pay usually about six figures plus to race a car
1: how many opportunities are out there where someone's got all this money they've got to drive there and you just have to kind of prove yourself like you don't see that anywhere nowadays
2: we don't and that's i guess what's unique about it you actually said a a really good answer i like that because know there's good and bad about everything uh and what you said is really true and i'll probably use that so if i use that you can tag yourself but i really like that i think you know where would we be without it okay yeah we may not be any worse off like we won't be worse off but we definitely won't be better off um and you know there's a lot of women involved that have had opportunities outside of w series because of that championship so Yeah, I think that there's always good to take out of something. So we should be glass half full, not half empty, maybe. I don't know.
1: Well, you've come off a pretty full on couple of years between COVID and racing around Europe. What does 2022 look like for you?
2: 2022. God, I get asked this question a lot at the moment. (laughs) Um, You know, I think it's exciting. I think it's a, a new chapter. Um, I won't be taking part in the W Series for 2022. Um, so, you know, I have spent a lot of time working on, you know, myself and where we're going to go with it. Um, so I've got some endurance racing lined up out here in Europe, which is really exciting and I'm going to announce that quite soon. Um, so yeah, there's not a lot. It, it's, it's hard. Motorsport is hard. I'm not going to deny that. I think we've sort of touched on that. It's about budget and of course it's about talent, but uh, having the two is really hard. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm looking forward to it. You know, I have a really good team around me and I've been in Europe for a couple years now and it, you know, you have connections and everything. So I should be in a few different things this year, but we'll see. I don't think, unfortunately at the moment I can only, like I won't be in like a full championship at this point in time, but you never know what can happen between now and then so you know I'd, I'd love to do so many different things I'm just one of those people they'll be like oh do you want to do this I'm like, of course I do I just want to go racing um you know do you want to do V8s of course I do it's like literally what I grew up watching um so I'd always love to come home and, and do and do that but again it's it's budget experience um all that sort of stuff and but my ultimate goal is Le Mans I think you've probably seen that from my socials and interviews and things like that you know I want to do 24 hours all i and I'd love to be the first Aussie woman to win it so you know that's my goal that's where I'm at and that's what I want to do
0: now you're going to love us when we ask this question but it's the last question on the W Series so we'll move away from that after this one W Series has made some big headlines recently with <sighs> a yeah she knows with a huge name in the worldwide kind of news and celebrity-isms, all that stuff. Caitlyn Jenner joining the grid with Jenner Racing announced that Jamie Chadwick will be driving for her. What's what's your thoughts in the most corporate and non um, only say what you can say kind of perspective? Before you ask me what I think, I think it's a good thing. It's big, it's a big name.
2: Again, as you said, what's the worst that can come out of it? You know, like, would they be any worse off? I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't, obviously, we've all, we all know the Kardashians, like, we all know who Caitlyn Bruce was. You know, it's very interesting and it definitely caught me off guard. I did not realize that was a thing when it got announced. I thought, you know what, that's pretty cool. Um, Caitlin does have experience in racing Uh, she competed quite a few years back in IMSA so she definitely has the interest and the drive to be involved as a team manager and have a race team so yeah I think it will be interesting Um, I'm also really surprised Jamie's going to come back for a third year but I think given her circumstances of not getting the right opportunity to progress it was sort Mm of you know why not you know come back and join uh you know a team with with Caitlyn Jenner is going to be you know unheard of realistically and and something different and and why would you not jump at that so yeah it will be interesting to to see how how it goes and i know obvi- well, obviously Caitlyn is a olympic champion so the drive and the dedication is there um, Yeah, I I don't really know much about it. Like, I sort of know from the news articles the the same as you guys. So I think it would be, you know, it's good for the championship because uh, it brings a celebrity status, I guess, more so to the championship, um, which usually brings investors, usually brings some more sponsors. So hopefully sort of rolls roles in that direction so they can keep getting the funding that they need.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's And if you look at it from a perspective of what's the worst that can happen, it's only got to mean good things for the series, surely.
2: Yeah, I don't know. We'll
0: see We'll see what happens. So recently our friends at speedcafe.com released an article to say that you'd be keen to come back to Oz and to reignite that female presence in supercars. That would be so cool. We saw Simona do it for a while. We saw Simona... Um, race for nissan in the Superclass championship that ended a few years ago so i think i think we we need it we need to find a way to get that to happen and maybe you're the girl for that what are your thoughts
2: <laughs> like i said i wouldn't turn it down um but i agree i I definitely look up to Simona. I think she is a great racing driver and a great ambassador for women in motorsport. I think what she's achieved is, is like, extremely impressive. Um, And, you know, I would love to have, you know, a career of of hers. I think her resume is extremely impressive. um, And she deserved that spot just as every other bloke did. Um, But, yeah, it does. Australia needs to pull their finger out. You know what I mean? Um, There should be more opportunities. I'm not saying that they should just be handed out because that's definitely not the case. Um, But there are women in Australia working extremely hard, um, getting really good budgets to go racing and prove themselves. And whether that is someone out in Oz right now that just needs a bit more of experience and a bit more help and a bit more funding to progress that, we, we, should, we should be helping those. Um, we should be helping those, those, those women just um, to, to help that progression. I guess that's like the biggest thing is the experience, isn't it? Because you can have the money, but if you don't have the experience, it's never going to work. But you can have the experience and not the money, and you're also stuck in the same boat. So at, at some point, you know, we need to figure something out that is going to help progress and get a woman back into the pinnacle of Australian motorsport, which essentially is is supercars. And I think that's really important. Um, I think we see Ellie in Super 2 this year, which is a really awesome opportunity for her and I think really great learning curve. Um, We see how she will get on and I think with the right backing and everything, she'll obviously need a couple of years to get that experience and, and see where she ends up. But absolutely, it needs to happen. Um, you know we need to we need to get behind our female athletes and start treating everyone as athletes and obviously there are so you know I don't want to get bashed for saying that not bashed but you know I mean like of course there are so many talented men out there that don't get that opportunity and it's so many people it's not just women Um, and I think motorsport needs to to find a way to to help progress the talent and there are definitely organizations and things like that that are helping progress talent through um which is really important and it's something we need to see more of
1: do you think that motorsport is going in the right direction in terms of equality do you think that maybe one day the grid can have an even number of men and women competing against one another do you think anything needs to change in order for it to head in that direction
2: that's a really good question it's a really hard question at the same time like at the end of the day what I sort of just touched on at the beginning is it is all about statistics and if you look at how many girls start in karting as to then how many men that number is going to get smaller and smaller the higher up that ladder we go so if we can have an even number in karting then maybe yeah we'll have more of an even number the more ladders of motorsport we go up but you know it's not not due to anyone's fault it's just been you know, perceived as a male dominant industry. And that's where people get confused because I say this all the time, everyone's like, Oh, motorsport's male dominated. I'm like, no, it's male dominant. It's not dominated by men. Um, and that's the difference. And it's just sort of breaking those barriers down and just moving forward and enjoying yourself. I, I think that's also what is so hard is I've fallen into this trap many a times and I'm probably talking on a tangent. But like you just have to enjoy yourself, and I see it in so many different drivers that just keep pushing, keep pushing, and keep pushing. And it's like for what? You're not enjoying yourself, like, and and that's so important. But anyway, it's it's that like it's statistics, and I would love to see an equal grid. You know, you look at championships like Extreme E that are offering one male and one female driver, and that is the pinnacle of equality. I would love to see endurance teams, Le Mans teams, uh, all of that you know, incorporate that into their programs. And then you would definitely see a massive increase of female participation in motorsport because there is something to look forwards to. At the moment, you know, if you look in Australia, if I'm that girl at home watching the TV, like, who am I looking for? Like, no one is like me. And representation becomes really important at that stage. So, yes, the programs like FAA Girls on Track, those sorts of things are really important to bring those young young girls into it and be like, Oh hey, this is an opportunity you could do. But the opportunities need to keep on happening the further you progress for, for, for anything like that to happen. So it will just take time. Whether it happens, you know, I don't think I don't think anything like that will happen in the next ten to twenty years. I just don't think it's statistically possible. Because in the nicest way, yeah, then you would just be picking girls out of hats and being like, oh here, go drive a supercar. Um You know, you need to want it and you need to want it bad. And motorsport, you know, brings that, either will bring that out of you or it will crush you down. And so you just need to have that tenacity to keep on going and want to do that uh, and enjoy it at the same time. So not many people have that. Uh, So further up the ladder you go, the harder it is to to find that, I guess. But, you, you know, you either do or you don't. I think
0: the same with any professional sport is it needs to be a lifestyle. Like with race cars especially, you need to start at four or five or six or seven. And it needs to be what you think about breakfast, lunch and dinner. You wake up thinking about race cars. You go to sleep thinking about race cars. And it just, it has to be your life. And you have to love it that much to be able to withstand the, the shit, you know, the the hard times. The like I've got friends who race and like I see it. I see it. I even see it in media and mine would be so minor compared to what actually racing the cars would, what the things that you would feel and the things that you'd experience. So you have to to love it that much.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And and obviously, like, there's a line because, you know, I think that is what can really affect your mental health is when you are trying so hard and you can't break through any of those barriers. And motorsport is such like just there's no other sport like it in the sense that you will spend the least amount of time actually driving that race car (laughs) you know all of your preparation time for your races are pretty much done outside of the car you know it's it's not like swimming where you literally practice you know your sport day in day out and you can practice it but um you know without that funding or without that budget you do everything you possibly can to make sure you are ready each time, you're able to get in that car and and make the most of that opportunity. But the actual experience you get is definitely very minimal um, to make that progression. So, yeah, you are right. You got to you got to enjoy it. Um, you got to got to have that that balance with it, and you got to want to push that extra mile. I think like any sort of athlete is, um, you know, it's you, you are yeah you're an athlete at the end of the day. You you got to want it, don't you?
1: You have raced a number of different categories, but what would you say is probably your favourite car to drive?
2: It was always the Lamborghini Super Trofeo. um, I think because it was like, you know, a new hurricane when I drove it um, and, you know, it felt insane. (laughs) Uh, That, you know, we raced at Monza, things like Silverstone, so I think it was a pretty surreal experience at the time. And then I jumped into the F3 car, the Formula Regional car with W Series, and I was like, God, it feels good just to have this car to myself. <laughs> um, so I think for two different reasons, those two are probably my favourite, and then for a whole different reason, Formula Ford. I think that's purely because of the fond memories I have with my family. Um, but yeah, I, I'm like so, I guess, open-minded. I'll jump in anything and give it a go. So yeah, there's definitely favourites I was love to get into prototype racing. I think that's like my merger, you know? I mean like Le Mans, single seater, prototype. Hopefully my match made in heaven, but we'll see.
0: Awesome. So final question from us and we thank you for your time because I have really enjoyed this chat. Like you give the best vibes. They and Britain are messaging each other and like she's so cool. I love this I love her. And if you've listened to any episodes, you'll know exactly what it is. What is your advice for getting more women behind the wheel or into motorsport in general? You've done it. You've raced against the boys. You've made your mark. You're doing some really cool stuff in motorsport and not just as a female in motorsport in general. What do you think? What's, how, are we, how are we going to get to the place that we all want to be with and the podcast, our goal is to get more women in motorsport? What do we do?
2: it's hard, it is so hard, you just, I don't know, representation matters, that, I go back to that all the time, and, you know, Leanne said it, if you can see it, you can be it, and Leanne was that person for me, you know, I was making that transition from karting into cars, and she helped me through that, and not necessarily in any, she was just there and it, it was someone I could relate to it was someone I could talk to and i would be like Leanne what why are they talking to me like that like just silly things that you may experience differently if you were a male and there's so many of those stories which I don't want to talk about because I don't want to perceive motorsport in that bad light because it's not it's given me so many opportunities and so many cool experiences but yes I have been through the shit just like many women have in this industry but you know you just got to push through that because you know like you're, you're better than that you yeah you just got to enjoy it it's like any sport if you're doing something and you're trying so hard and you're not really enjoying it then you know it's not for you and it's, it's the same like if you if you can see it you can be it and you just got to push through and if you love it like whatever you're doing whatever racing you're doing if it's club level racing karting international racing Bathurst Phillip Island just do it you know, I mean, save up, work hard, work three jobs. Like, take those sacrifices to to move forward in life. But, I don't know, I would love to see more women participation. You know, I, I think there is definitely more of it in Europe. I definitely realised that when I came over, but I think it's just the population as well. You know, you've got to think Australia is so big in comparison and we have such a smaller population, so the women and the girls that are competing are, are so much more spread out. So I think it's just that network and that community. Uh, you know, I'm not saying I can be a, a role model or anything like that. It's, you know, I'm just out there to go racing and do my thing. And if that inspires somebody, then that's amazing. And if it doesn't, it's fine too. But whenever I do speak to a girl that asks me for advice and, you know, they say, oh, I look up to you and I'm like, well, stop stop looking up to me because I have not made it. You know, I mean, I am not a Danica Patrick. I'm not a Simona. I'm just a Caitlin Wood. And you want to be better than Caitlin Wood. You want to go further than her. And that's just sort of my opinion of it. Because if they can take that and be like, oh, yeah, who's that? I'm going to be better than her. Like, that's really important. And I needed that as a kid. I needed... be pushed in that way I guess I needed a bit more aggression I needed a bit more no like you got it girl like keep going like stuff everyone else like you got it and I think most of the time that's just really all of it like that's usually what everybody needs is just that that extra just go for it
1: (laughs) I don't know Caitlin thanks so much for joining us on girls on the grid today it's been awesome to chat we really haven't dived deep into these types of topics especially everything between the men and the women and it's great to hear from someone who's really in amongst it all right now and especially this early on in your career and and the success you've had um and we'll definitely be following you very closely to see where you go next so best of luck with everything and thanks for coming on
2: thanks for having me i really enjoyed chatting
1: dude that was so cool like that girl is what a chick what a chick It was awesome, even after we recorded that. We were just talking to her for ages after. She is so cool. And I think she's got a lot to offer for sure. And um, she's an awesome driver and it'll be really, really good to keep up with her. And I'm sure we'll have her on again one day. Just her tenacity and the way she
0: just approached it obviously come from the way she was raised and and the values that her family instilled on her, but how her dad was like, Caitlin, what have you got to lose? Like, just go and do it and just give it a go. Like, the W Series was... I remember speaking to some people in Australia when it all came out, and they were like, nah, this is... Nah, no way that this is real. Like, we're not even going to bother applying. And then I know some girls who did apply and did go, but didn't have great experiences. So it is good to hear from someone who the W Series has worked for in a way that it's kind of kept her over in the UK, having a go, doing what she loves, which is racing cars. And I really hope that she gets an opportunity that she deserves sometime soon to to race in Le Mans in 24 hour, which is her goal. And she's been very open about that. So honestly, me and you are just, I know that we're just going to follow her journey because I prior to, prior to researching for this pod, she kind of flew under the radar a little bit over here and that's probably not really good enough on our behalf for a, a female over overseas doing really cool things in motorsport. So I definitely know that from this point forward i'll have lots of eyes on her career and i'm really excited to see what she does next
1: yeah she works extremely hard and i think she could do some awesome things over in australia too i'd love to see her have a seat over here even in the supercars
0: imagine her in a harvey norman
1: supercar it's been done before yeah absolutely
0: even just reflecting on her what's the thing she said then she's like she doesn't want people to look up to her she wants people to go and be better than and just do it and yeah set their sights higher to go and do More things. What she's doing now, she doesn't think she's made it, and she's so young. She's only twenty five. Like, think about what is ahead of her if we get her profile, or if Australia can get behind her and really support her through these next kind of pivotal years in her career. Like, whether she ends up in a Super Two car or whether she ends up in a in a Le Mans drive. I don't know. I just I feel like there's good things coming for her. It was really good to chat to her. Really, just vibed with her opinions on a lot of things and. By the time you guys hear this episode, I will be in the land of the Gold Coast filming back at QR and then from there head to Sydney for the first round of the Supercars Championship, which is exciting. It feels like we were at Bathurst like a couple of days ago. So the fact that we're already going a racing again is kind of like, ah. Also, I'm just super, duper excited to get back into the season and Priya will be there and um, the girls on the grid will be on the grid at Sydney in a few days' time. We'll talk to you guys next week.
1: You've just listened to another Network R production.